Hut Hut, we are Three in the Box Sports Podcast, and this is the weekly Huddle Up. We have a lot of NFL news scores, and we'll recap all that was week seven in the NFL season. All that and more coming up. This is the weekly huddle up and we're three in the box. As always, I'm your number one box, Frost. That's the number two box, Big Keith. Once again, sadly, we are short our number third box, Mr. Jordan. Where's he at, Keith? Uh, he's at uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, Open Tryouts. He went to the... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, tired, he's tired of losing. He, he's just He went in. Put on tired the jersey. Of being a... <laughs> He's tired of being a loser. <laughs> he put, put the jersey on. Hey, I'll give him this. Dallas. I'll give him this. He is a fan through and through. Yes, he through is. And through. You know, then hop hop on the old waiver wire and sign a waiver. But hey, hey, no, hey there's room on the ship, Jordan. There's room on the ship. Come on over, them bucks. <laughs> For anyone that says the only reason why I did is I'm diehard. I'm Jets through and through. It's just. It's to the point where I want to at least enjoy watching football on Sundays. So I have to go to a team that actually plays football. Like, I don't know what the Jets do on Sundays. Oh, you might get some slap for this. First, 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 before we get in the NFL news, we like to just jump right into things. But first, we have to pay the bills. Shout out to our official and official sponsor. Bud Light. That's right. That's the one finger flip. Anyways, refreshing, you know, hydrates you. All right. Usually Jordan gives us a lowdown on uh, on the on the NFL scores. All that was uh, week seven in the NFL, but I'm gonna do my best again and uh, fill you in and recap you all that was last week. We did have a Thursday game, New York Giants. <laughs> ah, I can hear Jordan now, man. Now we got a sh- another shit bowl. <laughs> the shit bowl Thursdays. <laughs> New-, New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Now you know what? It was exciting for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> the The Eagles did pull it out, twenty two to twenty one over the Giants. Carson Wentz had a I, I don't know weird game. Was. It was a weird game, but his final stats were still three hundred fifty nine yards passing and three total touchdowns. But I don't know if you watched this game. It it was just weird, like, and then you on top of that you see Daniel Jones ninety four yard run, and the and turf monster tackle Casper tackle. You've seen Casper that a lot this past down week. Tackle oh man, it, that if that doesn't sum up the NFC East, I I really don't know what does. Yeah, that, that's true. It and is for any young kid out there that wants to play quarterback. Do not watch a Carson Wentz highlight tape because <laughs> that tough, is not. He is such it. a good talent. I don't. I don't know what's going on. That division is the worst in a, in the NFL. I obviously, I can't. But it's got to be worst in NFL I, history. I can't. I can't tell you 
Because usually with the divisions bad, you still have one team that leads the pack. You know what I mean? But it's to the point where, like, you know, people are joking and stuff, but you're, you were going to have a team hosting a playoff game with a, a not only a losing record. I'm talking about, like, they should be in a top five pick situation. Little Three teams team. in the NFC East tied two wins. Every but week, I guess the Eagles are ahead because they had that one tie. Every week, you can sit here and now, I mean, now you can say Washington looks like the best team in the division. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, every week you can just pick randomly pick a team and say, listen, they look good. <laughs> and a shout out to Coach Ron Rivera doing his last chemo last session, getting that ring and that bell. What a great story. Good guy. And, uh, yeah. Gonna... Wish them all the best. But let's keep it moving. We're moving on to Sunday. Steelers and Titans, arguably the game of the game of the, game of Sunday, right? It's it was a, a battle of the undefeated. Somebody's Top gonna come AFC. out with a loss. Two upcoming teams, obviously contenders for the Super Bowl. The Steelers pulled it out 27-24 and they moved on to were they the only undefeated team in the NFL now? And then the Titans lose. But it's a tough game. You know, Gostowski makes that field goal with 19 seconds left. They go into overtime. Who knows what happens? Yeah, I mean, if I'm Tennessee right now, it wouldn't hurt to bring in some kickers and maybe look at a different route. Um, Unfortunately, the the Titans, excuse me, they're too good to be losing by missed kicks like that. Like, when when, the AFC gets down to it... That's what costs you games, and that's what costs you standings. Mistowski is just unreliable. At this Ray, point. Coach Rabel's got to be like, every time it goes in, it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, yeah, especially. And should we just is, go for it? You know, you, you're people out there be like, well, they shouldn't have been in the position. Any, well, you know what? They were in that position. Steelers Tannehill, are a really good team. Tannehill took that team down to the perfect field goal spot. You can't ask any more of, it, of the offense at that point. And you shank a kick. Hey, Steelers, <laughs> foreshadowing into my power rankings, they've got to be the best team in the league. Oh, yeah. But we'll keep it moving. Hold on, Keith. We'll keep it moving. Panthers, Saints, battle in the NFC South. NFC South's got to be the second toughest division. It... NFC West is the hardest? What do you think? I would say, yeah. I would never say the... The West is the toughest, and well, it's tough because the Falcons just hurt us all together. Yeah, AFC North, yeah, I would say yeah, the Steelers, Browns, of the NFC, yes, that would be the second. Well, the Saints won that game, twenty-seven twenty-four, in a close one against the Panthers, and uh, the Saints are now four and two. Saints like, win as quarterback Drew Brees throws for 287 yards and accounts for three total touchdowns. And uh, I mean, it's good. The Saints are always going to be in the in yeah, the hunt. The only right? thing I would say when you watch the Saints play, they're an average four and two team. Like the Saints don't scare me. Like when you Drew watch Brees them is, play, Drew Brees is like you feel like he's on the out. Yeah, he, he he's losing arm. You can clearly see he's losing arm strength. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. the The defense, it's good, but it's beatable. And the problem the problem is it's the they have no wide Mike Mike Thomas. For all your fantasy people out there, he's probably the bust of the first round. 
yeah. e- easily outside of barring injuries from anyone else. You know, just the the off the field antics, and then you're missing games now because of it. It you're you're killing. I mean, they're four and two without Mike Thomas. I mean, you know, I don't know what's going to happen when he comes back, but you know, at the moment, you know, the Saints don't scream they're going to be a hard out in the yeah. NFC. I get that. Well, let's keep moving. Packers and Texans. Packers rebound after that loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 35-20 to 20 victory over the Texans. Rogers. Packers move to 5-1. and one. Texans have one win on the season. They're 1-6. Without a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Thanks, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that he... Wow, you, you talk about effing a franchise. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if he thought he knew what he was doing, like, or he was just like, I hate this franchise. They're going to want me out of here. I'm going to screw yeah, that, everything up. So basically that, that pick is Laramie Tunzel. Yeah. Because that's what it was traded. Laramie Tunzel and Kenny Stills. Well, Rodgers threw, throws for 283 yards and four touchdowns. And, uh, you know, and typical Packers, man. You know, people will get on him about last week's loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, you know, typical Aaron Rodgers fashion, he'll bounce back and do the R-E-L-A-X. Relax. That's what he does. That's what he does. He's cool, man. He's cool. Moving on to Keith's New York Jets. In the Battle of New York, uh, it's the Bills. Bills and Jets. Jets were... Winning that game, weren't they? <laughs> pray in the heavens, man. You pray for that team. The, the Jets were winning that game for a majority of the time, the ten to half- zero, and scored the only touchdown in the whole game, and you lose. Yeah, I think what happened was Josh Allen's friends with Sam Darnold. He's like, listen, I'll let you, I'll I'll talk to the team, let them know. Listen, we need to give them some some kind of film to give to somebody else. Because when they came out of the locker room, the Jets had a total of six yards in the second half. Oh, man. Six yards. For anybody out there, you can walk that. That's tough, man. Too, like I, I had high hopes for the Bills. They've had two weird losses. And to struggle with the Jets, you can't even punch it in the end zone. That offense is a huge question mark. But still got the victory. The offense kind of is stalled a little bit in Buffalo. Um, But my concern, it's the the defense. Like, the year before, the the Bills' defense was top four, I think, in the league. They're just, they're hanging on by a thread right now. And I don't know if a lot of it's, you know, some of the guys missed time from COVID, injuries, whatnot. But, you know, Buffalo, they started out red hot. And then, you know, they cooled down. But they're lucky they're in, in another crap division outside of Miami. That, you know, that's the only threat they're going to have. We'll get into the Patriots. Good lord. Yeah, Anyways, let's move back into the NFC East, an elite division in the NFL. Uh, Washington football team versus the Dallas Cowboys. Smack. Washington football team won that Smack. game for Coach Ron Rivera, twenty-five to three, and the Cowboys. They look. It, I don't think bad is a good way to assess it. It's it's 
it's awful. Like it, yeah, I don't even know like a good word. Yeah, their problems aren't even football related. Yeah, like, it's gotta be any, inside. For anybody out there that maybe saw Dan Orlovsky's thing on Get Up ESPN, we're fans of the show. Give us a follow if you anyone's listening out there. Green, Mike Green, Jets fan. Um, they hit it right on the nail. That team has no fight, and they don't care. You can cl- after that when Andy Dalton got rocked by John Bostic. I don't care what anyone says. That's a dirty play. Like that, you clearly intended to 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 knock him out. And everyone stood there and did nothing. Like, for everyone, if you remember the Mason Rudolph incident when Miles Garrett swung the helmet at him and Mike Pouncey, DeCastro, I mean, it wasn't football at that point. They jumped him. He was, they were kicking him in the head when he was on the ground. Like, when you touch your quarterback, that's, that's an immediate, you're getting hands thrown from any lineman. That's your job. And that wasn't a touch. That was yeah. He I'm got take this guy's head off. Yeah. And the thing is, like all these guys that have been there, and you know, I get it's Andy Dalton. You might not be Dak Prescott to you, but that was still your teammate. I mean, how would you like it if you got knocked out like that and everyone stood there and did nothing for you? It just shows. Yeah, yeah you like no fight. You you're you're telling everybody that listen, man, we're just here for the year. I'm getting paid, and we'll 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 see you next year. And I was that's talking with Jordan. It, it just seems like that's how the fans are taking it too. Let's tank. Let's get a good. Yeah. Let's and, get a good draft pick. And it's funny because Cowboy fans are delusional as it is. Like you can't you can't tell me that Jerry Jones is sitting upstairs and he's happy or he's content with we're going to tank for a bad pick. It's beyond that. You, you're that number one pick isn't going to fix your defense. That defense is awful. I mean, awful. Worse than the league. I mean, you can talk about the Cowboys. I mean, for out, but that that team's got problems. I mean, they they literally it's it all started when that Xavier Woods guy said, "What what player plays hard every time he's on the field?" That immediately told you that there's a disconnect between the players and the coaches. And we go back to what we said earlier. It's so sad to think that they still have a really good chance to win the division. Oh God, make the playoffs. And the thing is, you can. It shouldn't shock anybody if they do, because on paper they are more talented than everyone. They should else. be running all through people, but and they do have some injuries on that offensive line, second and third string deep. But you got to find a way to win. Like those leaders in that locker room, if you call them that, are you guys? Yeah, they're, they're, it's non-existent. It, all it's, right, we'll keep it moving. The yeah, Battle of Ohio. Bengals versus the Browns. What Bengals would say? put up a fight. Battle of the shit state. <laughs> I like Ohio. I can't. I can't say that. But uh, the Bengals put up a good fight all the way to the end. Uh, Browns ended up pulling it off, thirty-seven to thirty-four. Hard to believe these Bengals have only won one game this year. I feel like the- Joe. Uh, what'd you say, Keith? I was going to hit what you just said there, like Bengals fans, the record shouldn't indicate what the team is. Like, you, yeah, you, you, you should, if you're a Bengals fan, you should be happy to be like, listen, we're going in the right direction. Yeah. The right, you're going to have to live with the record for now, but once you get protection for Burrow, you get him a good offensive line, some more receivers and you kind of tweak the defense. That's going to be a good team. 
Yeah, you replace AJ Green, get another receiver in there. T. Higgins is an up and coming star. Boyd, Boyd, Tyler Boyd's really come out. I think they need an elite tight end, someone that they can work the middle a little bit. And Uzuma really, was good. It's just injuries. Yeah, but I tell you, Joe Burrow, that's a solid pick for yeah. you right there. Like, you ah, yeah, the, yeah, like you said, the Bengals have nothing to. It's just you're just a yeah. young team. Let them back. develop together, and you know, if you're a Bengals fan, you're smi- I would still be. I'd be smiling right now. Yeah, Browns win a thrilling game on Baker Mayfield's fifth touchdown pass with 11 seconds remaining. Baker Mayfield had a good game. He did. Lost Odell though. Lost Odell for the Lost year. Lost Odell, and you have, if you have Jarvis Landry on your fantasy team, his stock just went up. Yeah. Let's keep moving on to the Lions and Falcons in another close one. 23 to 22, the Lions won in a. Uh, was that was a last second? Yeah, that was the last play of the game, a touchdown. Typical Falcons game, though. That's how you're gonna lose. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched it, but Todd Gurley had a chance to literally stop on the one yard line, and you you drain the clock. That's it. He accidentally. You guys gotta look at the play. Uh, he accidentally falls into the end zone, but tries to avoid it in such a way that he goes horizontal <laughs> with the goal line. But still, like it's like he's like, man, I really want this stat, but you know the team. Nah. But it's just it was it was interesting. You got to see how how his body fell into the end zone. But you know, like he said, typical Falcons fashion, they blow it in the final seconds of the game, and you can see the. Look on Arthur Blank's face. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they, they made the statement that they weren't going to trade Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. I don't After that game, <laughs> I mean, you might as well. Falcons are now 1-6 and six in a tough division, like we said. And, uh, yeah, might, might just want to move on. I don't know. Let's move on to them Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. First time playing the Raiders in a few years. First time playing against John Gruden in over a decade. And uh, the Buccaneers did not disappoint. 45-20 to 20 victory over them Raiders. The Raiders. In Las Vegas. In the Death Stars, what they're calling it, right? The stadium. Yeah. Brady records five touchdowns. Four of them passing, one rushing. All those people that got on Brady, man. It's so early. It's just... Man, I I just feel so happy for him. Like, I was never like, you know, obviously when he was on the Patriots, you're just like, oh, I hate the Patriots, man. But I respect Tom Brady. But, ah, man, I, I just love it right now. I just love it. The Patriots <laughs> suck, and the Buccaneers are thriving. You go and watch their locker room tape. Everybody in there has just such a positive vibe and energy. It's just you're winning games. You're doing you're looking good doing it, and uh, Keith, what what else can you say? No, it's you know Tom Brady basically you know kicked back on the chair. Our unofficial official sponsors Bud Light had one in his hand, and he was like, "Just give me a little bit of time to work the kinks out, get Gronk it back." He in had the no preseason, Keith. He yeah. had no preseason. Yeah. You got Gronk well, back week in one the against shape. the Saints. The Saints are a good team. That's tough. Yeah, and you got Saints fans right coming out the woodwork messaging me after week one. Oh man, you thought oh, Tom yeah. Brady was gonna save you? I know. Shout out to JJ, some bitch. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, th- 
right the issue with Tampa right now, it's a revolving door of wide receiver. You know, Mike Evans oh. is dressing and playing, but oh. he's oh we'll get to it. I don't he's, know if you can uh, tell he's hurt. You got your Godwin's head, is out head in the sand, but uh Tony Brown coming back. Antonio I'm a little, Brown, I'm a little weary, but if anybody can get him right, it's Brady. And, yeah, uh, and he, he you know, got his warning. He got his Bruce warning. Arians has already worked with him back in Pittsburgh, you know, so they have that. But he's on a short leash, which I like. Very short. Very, Very short, short leash, which I like. And uh, he's getting, what, two and a half mil for one year. Um, but like like he said, with the injuries that we have, Evans doesn't look 100%. Godwin broke his finger or broke something. He's out week eight now. And, uh, yeah, it, it it is nice. Scotty Miller's been great. But to bring I in a guy like Antonio Brown, it's too, so credible. you got to respect his speed. you got to respect his ability. If he can just just play football, just play football. Yeah. If, you know, I, we try to stay away from stuff like this. Out, his out off-the-field tactics, yes, you can make that, yeah. He's an idiot. He's a bad person. He's an asshole. If you want to subtract that and just look at on paper for football, he te- statistically is the best wide receiver in the NFL. The Bucks signed the number one wide receiver in football. <laughs> you know, it's stats speak for themselves. We respect them numbers around here. And shout out to Max Kellerman for admitting that he was wrong about Tom yes, Brady falling off the cliff. Up. Tom Brady is not falling on the cliff. He's not even near the cliff. He's going to take Tampa yeah. Bay to the promise. And that's a testament a lot to, I don't want to stay on the Bucks too, too long. I mean, you know. Uh, I could. Yeah, hey, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. But Brady, over his career, has protected himself. You know, he never really, outside of the one bad year where he tore his ACL, you know, he never really tucked that kind of hit. He was, again, I'll say it again, he was very much like Peyton Manning. He, if he knew he was going to get sacked, he would just drop down. He wouldn't let the hit get to him. He'd fall, let him get tagged, he's down. Yeah. You know, he's, you can say, yes, he's lost a little bit of arm strength. You know, when you're that age, it's going to happen. But you were so, there, when you saw Peyton Manning at the end, he couldn't make throws at all. Like, it was bad. Like, Tom Brady can still make throws. Yeah. Well, I mean, like he said, we could talk about the Bucks all day long. A good documentary to check out is Tom versus Time. It's a few years old, but it just shows his off-season regimen. And you got to respect the GOAT. But let's keep moving. Let's move on to them Chiefs first, them Broncos. Chiefs 43, Broncos 16. Broncos Chiefs moved to 6-1. and one. Broncos got shellapped. That KCD and special teams shined bright with two touchdowns and four turnovers. And, uh, you know, it's the Broncos. Uh, injuries and yeah, I don't know. They're not, they're not there yet. I don't know what to make of the Broncos. Yeah. And, Drew, and Drew Locke's not really showing that he's the guy. You know, you it's can say tough. the injuries, but mm. <laughs> it's tough. Let's keep moving. 49ers versus the Patriots. Ooh. Good Lord. 49ers are somehow pulling out victories still, but when the when you play the Patriots, the way the Patriots look now, it's, it's pretty easy. Work. 49ers I, 33, Patriots 6. Cam Newton gets benched. Benched after throwing three interceptions. 49ers dominate from start to finish. 
Wilson rushes for three touchdowns, and the defense forces a total of four interceptions after Stidham came in. What do you make of Cam Newton? What What do you do with Cam Newton now? I don't know if it's all him. I mean, a lot of it, but if you're a Patriots fan, I think you're gonna you're gonna be in for welcome to the shit show everyone else was in. <laughs> Welcome you know, falling back down yeah, to earth. It's your your it's time glorious. being high and mighty. It has come to an end. Like today, the rumor mill and the door open that they're looking to trade uh, Gil- Stephon Gilmore. Um, if that deal goes through, or if they do make that, you're they basically the Patriots are in full blown rebuild. Not defensive player of the year. Uh, one of the best top three best corner in the league. Um, but like I said, right now. He has the offense is garbage. There's no the wide there's no wide receivers on yeah, that. Team. And it's hard to put it all on Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, there's no running game. The offensive line is not good. That they're a bad team. Like I think it's Bill Belichick. I think if there's a time for him to pass the reins on, I think he's gonna strongly consider that very soon. And how awesome is it to all those people that were like Tom Brady shit, no Bill Belichick. Belichick's still gonna figure figure it out. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, I, what anyone two and four say, Patriots are two and four. Yeah, the if Tom Brady was on that team, I don't even know if that that team would still be that good. When you on paper, that's a bad football team. It could be like paper. last year, where it's just like Tom Brady would, still finds a way to figure it yeah, out, but it's just he, not. He'll buy you a couple wins, but then it that then it's it's over. <laughs> like the team is bad. It'll be interesting to see how uh, they finish the year, but they do not look good. Let's move on to the Jaguars and Chargers. Chargers win 39-29, to and I tell you who is an up-and-coming star. Rookie quarterback Herbert, Justin Herbert, totals 412 yards and four touchdowns. And even go back to when he's played a good defense, when he played Tampa, he still had a great game, and... He just, he just, it feels like he knows what it's all about. He doesn't have a strong demeanor. He doesn't have a, a very outgoing personality. But he gets the job done, man. And it stinks to look at the Chargers and say they're 2 and 4. But, you know, young quarterback, you know, you figure it out. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I like I, where the Chargers are headed. Yeah, I, Justin Herbert reminds me of a young Phillip Rivers. <laughs> you know, that's when you really look at Hopefully it. Hopefully, he does a little bit more, but but the Chargers need to realize, you know, okay, Herbert's is the guy now. We you need to start that offensive line has been bad for a couple of years now. That needs to get fixed. Um, Melvin Ingram's not getting any younger. You still got Bosa. You the secondary is, eh. <laughs> but you know, it it might get to the point where you know Keenan Allen. You know, do you look to move him? Yeah, you know, he's in, he's a veteran on the team now. Do you want to put him on a t- chance to win, or do you feel like you can fix that team in an offseason? Yeah, <laughs> but, I like where they're headed. Moving on to the Sunday night game in a thriller. Arizona Cardinals versus Seattle Seahawks. The Cardinals pull out a victory in that NFC West division, 37-34 to in overtime as Zane Gonzalez kicks the game-winning field goal. Wow, what a game. Man, a couple things. DK Metcalf, I'm telling you right now, 
that man was not born from a human being. He was born out of a lab. We got to see the race. We want to see Tyreek Hill versus DK Metcalf. Nobody that man's size should be able to run as fast as he <laughs> Buda Baker even said. Six, four, six, five. Yeah, 230. Built like, like a truck. Yeah, I mean, Moves like Buda, a Ferrari, man. Buda Baker was mic'd up that game, and he even said, "Yo, that DK hawked my ass down." <laughs> the, the whole Cardinals, even Patrick Peterson, was like, "Damn, that man hawked his ass down." <laughs> but like, it is crazy. It was a crazy game overall. Aside from that, uh, but it also teaches Wilson you put up some there. huge numbers: yeah, three passing yeah. touchdowns, three hundred eighty-eight yards I through the lie. air, but I three uncharacteristic. Interceptions. What'd you say, Keith? Tyler Lockett over 200 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, dude's a. That's another guy that's not talked about enough in and of itself. Three touchdowns. But the biggest I take away, Seattle's really showing where their weakness is, and it's their defense. They're, you know, the offense is putting up about that. ungodly numbers, but they're in the situation somewhat. You can, I mean, it's not as bad as Dallas, but it, you got to be able to stop people. You can't be letting teams put up 25, 30, 40 points on you and expect the offense to put up 45 every week. You know, you, they, I thought they were going to make a trade for Everson Griffin, but surprisingly, Detroit came out of nowhere today and made that deal for a six round pick. But I'm like, if I was Seattle for a six round pick, I would have made that deal. But. They have no pass rush, really. That's non-existent. And it shows because the secondary is getting killed because it's the, quarter, the quarterback has plenty of time to make a play. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the final game of the Week 7 slate, finishing it off on ESPN Monday Night Football. Rams and Bears, we thought going into it was going to be a defensive matchup, maybe a battle of field goals. Uh Turns out the Rams played pretty darn good against that Bears defense, and the Bears offense is trash. <laughs> I don't want to say it's true. I think Matt Nagy, you know, he came in with the same type of like Sean McVay did. Like, oh, he's an offensive genius. I, I where has it been since he I watched in that game from start to finish? And I hated the play calling by the Chicago Bears. How many times are you going to take David Montgomery and do an inside handoff right into Aaron Donald and get two or three yards? Or even a loss? They, they did it like, I don't even know how many times. It, yeah, they, did, they, they targeted Allen Robinson like three times the whole game or something? Yeah, Allen Rob, and that's a reason why I think Allen Robinson wants out of the door. You know, that was that came up but they it's they need the Nick Foles isn't the answer either no they need a quarterback and you know you can look at what the 49ers are doing on pay, on paper you would say the bears have a better offense but Kyle Shanahan puts the the players he has he puts them in the positions to succeed Matt Nagy's not doing that in Chicago like, David Montgomery is not a between-the-tackles, north-south runner. He, he's a bigger version of Tyreek or of Tarek Cohen. When I look at, you know, like, it's mm. just not there. You know, you, you started the season with, like, nine tight ends. 
you know, you have Jimmy Graham. You drafted a tight end in the first round when you had no picks to begin with anyway. You don't need tight ends. <laughs> you need receivers. You need weapons. Like, you know, Allen Rob- you have Allen Robinson. You don't use him. And when you use him, you win games. What a philosophy. <laughs> like, it's just a weird game overall. But I'm telling you, it's good. It's going to get to the point where the stars on the Bears are lucky that they have the record they do, but it's going to get to the point where if they don't win, you know, guys like Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, Akeem Hicks, they're not going to stick around. You know, like they're you're wasting your prime, the uh, an elite defense, elite defense, and you're wasting it because the offense is garbage. Meanwhile, the Bears' only touchdown in that game was by the defense. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like it was the Ravens of 2000 because, you know, it was it's a different feel. Like, that that defense would only allow 10 points, and that's all they that, that's all you needed to win because you just asked the offense to score, what, 10 or 13, and you win a game. But, you know, it's the Bears, man, they're not a good winning record team. <laughs> yeah. Well, that finishes out for week seven, and... Uh... Yeah, you know, is I don't know. There's a lot of question marks. Patriots, yeah. Falcons, do they dump? Cowboys, yeah. Yeah, and then the top tier. And the teams, Jets are like, still winless. <laughs> penalize the team for taking a like. What happened? You know, people, all the Titans. Titans are still a good team in my eyes. Yes, You're just that leads us an absolute force. That leads us into our power rankings, and uh, we didn't get Jordan's take on that. Yeah, I just thought of that. But Keith and I will give us give you guys our take. I'll go first. Uh, we'll shake up in my top five. But uh, Steelers got to be number one. Only undefeated team. They beat the Titans. Uh, it was a tough game, but they beat the Titans. Titans are a good team. You know, the only undefeated team that it's only right that they go at number one, and they're trending up. Like you watch their games, they just they look good on both sides of the ball. Their defense. Is good. Uh, number two, uh, put the Chiefs back up there. They continue to win games in convincing fashion against the teams that are like the Broncos and stuff. But I feel like they do have close matchups. But I just feel like they can. They still find a way to win. Defending Super Bowl champions. I'm gonna keep that too. Number three, it's not biased. Maybe a little bit. I put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers number three. I'm just, I might be moving too fast. My excitement and fanship might be getting the best of me. But their defense is phenomenal. They do everything right. Barring injury, if they can stay healthy, Bucks will go to the Super Bowl. Write it down. Take a picture of it. It's in Tampa. It's only right. Never been done before, but whatever. The buck, uh, the bucks at three. I went back and forth with four and five. I, mm, Keith's gonna hate me for this. I put the Ravens at four. I just, uh, I know they can't pass Keith. I know, and I know they're pick. They're getting desperate and they're going in and signing guys like Des Bryant, hoping for something. But you got Lamar Jackson, who doesn't really throw the football in general. But I just feel like if they can get their running game going and their defense as good as is, they'll be all right. 
And the Titans, I think, will bounce back. Titans, I got Titans at five. And, uh, yeah, they'll still hang around my top five. I went back and forth. I should have put the Packers in there, but I didn't know where to place them. And the Bucks beat the Packers convincingly. So, I don't know, Keith. What do you got? Well, one's not too far off from you right at the top. I got the Steelers at one. Obviously, you know, I had them as a dark horse team. If you want to go back to our earlier episodes, I told you the Steelers were going to be there. Um, I just they're too good of a team right now. Um, yeah. At two, I do have the Chiefs, but a lot of that just hinges on you know, I think Mahomes wins you games. You know, my concern was when the Raiders beat them. You know, they kind of hit there. At three, this is where it kind of gets a little iffy. Um, the reason why I have them above my fourth place team is I think the offense is a little bit more explosive. Um, but I have the Seahawks at three, even though they did take the loss to Arizona. Um, I still think that the Seahawks are a top tier team, um, especially with Russell back there. You know, you, I, I got to keep them there. I did drop them down though. Um, but at four, I do have the Bucks at four. You know, um, man, there. You can, there's really nothing negative to say other than I'm concerned with the injuries of wide receiver um, a little bit. But the defense, obviously losing Vita Vea hurt, but getting McClendon in helps. Um, yeah, and he made some plays. He's yeah, right. he did. You know, he's a veteran back there. But, you know, depending on how next week goes, the Bucks are trending up. <laughs> you know, yes. um, and then at five, this is where I was a little hesitant. I have the Titans at five. I still think the Titans are a great team. They're, but they can easily be flipped for the Packers. I mean, it was hard. I want to put them up there. You know, it's just I think after watching the Packers take that loss to Tampa, the Bucks exposed them better than anybody else really did. You know, it's but. God, I mean, you could easily say the Packers are at five, but I still have the Titans there. Um, I just yeah, think I like, I like King that. Henry, I like... My, my biggest concern with Tennessee is their secondary. You know, it's they can they hold up long enough to give that team a chance? And the kicking suit, the special teams, that yeah. plays a huge hit. So, yeah, so I got Pittsburgh at one, KC at two, Seattle at three, Tampa at four, Tennessee at five. Um, if there's a five A five B, you know, the, you know, Tennessee. I like that. No, 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 no. I, li- I like your list. That's a good list. Uh, let's keep it moving real quick. We're running out of time. Fancy standouts for this upcoming week eight in the NFL season. I put Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. I also have Keenan Allen. Uh, I just feel like anybody playing against the Broncos will put up good numbers. And you got a guy like Justin Herbert who's figuring out quickly and a talent like Keenan Allen has. They're going to hook up for, a, if not a touchdown, at least two touchdowns. And that's a double whammy. Who you got, Keith? Um, the standout I have is um, A.J. Brown in Tennessee. Um, he's, he's, definitely, great. he's definitely Tannehill's number one go-to. It's it's if it's not Der- if it's not a rushing play to Derrick Henry, the target goes AJ Brown, and then Jano Smith, and everybody else. 
Uh, um, I feel like Smith Corey Davis is getting a lot of Corey Davis is good. I think the problem Jano Smith came back off of injury. He only had one catch last week, but he's going to pick it back up. It's a lot of that was they got to get him in the game, let him get back to pass. He's a good pass blocker too and run blocker. Um, but I think he'll get back on track. But AJ Brown definitely stood out. You know that he's since he's came back from injury. You know he's showing why he was a top tier fantasy receiver last year again. Yeah. Um, so he's no. definitely stand out. I like that. No, that'll be good. We'll look ahead to uh, week. Was that week eight? Wow, we're already eight. week eight of the NFL season. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that we've made it this far, considering all the uh, outstanding stuff going on in this world, country. Anyways, that's a. Uh, Topic for another day. Yeah, Moving next on week, a week. Though, keep an eye out, man. I would tell you this game to watch out for is Steelers and Ravens. Mm. That's really going to be a telling game. If the Steelers can can shut the Baltimore down, the, that division is is the Steelers there. Surprisingly, Baltimore is favored by four. A, a lot of that is because Lamar Jackson last year, what he did against them, but I don't think that's going to fly. This, this is year. a different team. I don't yeah. even think Ben Roethlisberger played in that game. No, and it's a it's a healthy Pittsburgh. Outside of losing Devin Bush, it's their it's defense is Pittsburgh defense. Right all now. Ravens can do is rush, and the Steelers' rush defense is pretty darn good. But that Thursday game to start off Week Eight will be the Falcons and Panthers. I look to see the Panthers win that game. <laughs> and it could be in the fourth quarter when the Falcons blow another lead. Carolina is favored by three. Uh, ah, man. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this game. It's another shit bowl Thursday. Is that just like... You know what? The Panthers are decent. But the Falcons... I don't even... Well, the Buc- the Bucks got Monday night. So that's... That's good, they, but they got the Giants, so that'll be a you know, the show. The Giants have been Brady's kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, I um, think this is different, dude. What <laughs> What's criminal? What's criminal is the Cowboys and Eagles are Sunday night football. Oh my God, I see that. Cowboys and Eagles are Sunday nothing night. like listening to Chris Collinsworth and but watching the, the Cowboys and Eagles play. You can't switch that. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, you adjusted easily yeah, adjust the, the Bucks and Raiders game, which should have been prime time, which would have been awesome. Not to say that the Seahawks Cardinals game wasn't. That was that was really good. But anyways, Falcons and Panthers will start off Week Eight of that NFL season on Fox, eight twenty p.m. And uh, we're we're thinking about doing something different here at Three in the Box. We've been talking it over with our financial expert, Jordan. And uh, we might dive into what is known as sports betting. Sports betting, and it's a very hot topic. and It's hot trending. We get a lot of questions. A lot. Who do I play? Who yeah, do you think is going to win? What's the over-unders? What's the difference? Who should I put? Right. You know, my pick was, but who's going to be the wild card team? Like... We get more of those than general sports questions, and we're making <laughs> like, we're making a decent some decent money doing that, have. and it's we a nice got, we've got it's a nice hustle side here. hustle, and it's yeah. something that we're we're looking about diving into here, and uh, 
Yes, yeah, so stick around. We are going to make some videos on sporting advice for the upcoming weeks. We haven't ironed out the details about how we're going to do that as far as per game, per week. Uh, do we want to do like some sort of DraftKings style where we do pick pick players? Do we want to just do uh, pick teams and how much they'll win by? Um, you know, we, we still got to iron that out, but we are welcoming any comments, any any suggestions. Like, what what do you want? What what would you look for when you're going in your sports betting? Like, you go on YouTube or the internet and search about who who do I who do I want to win? Do you play DraftKings or FanDuel more? Like, we we welcome all these questions. You know, hit us up on our social media at Three in the Box. And uh, yeah, yeah I think that's we're it. Gonna, we're gonna be having our. Uh... One of our friends, Danny, who's one of our original followers, he works for FanDuel. Um, there you so go. On the what show. a transition. He's going to be talking to us a little bit about, you know, what that's like and everything. So he's going to be one of our first like guys it. we're going to have on talking about that. That'll be a good uh, inaugural episode, diving into our sports betting. A guy that works for FanDuel. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're going to get that right from the source. <laughs> but that's going to do it for us on Three in the Box Sports Podcast. Filling in for Jordan, I'm your number one box, Frost. That's your number two box, Big Keith, as always. We are doing the box.